Justin Timberlake. That's their favorite Backstreet Boy. Incoming transmission. Engage house party protocol. Mark 4, powering up. Mark 17, powering up. Mark 44, powering up. All suits are online. Welcome to house party protocol. Power up suits and welcome in to another episode of House Party Protocol. My name is Will, and with me today is the one and only man with a plan from up north, the Great White North. It's Wally. What's happening? Uh, not much. I am freezing to death. It is currently, let's see here, in Celsius, it is minus 19. So. I don't know what that is in Fahrenheit. I'm going to need you to make a quick conversion for me. You're going to have to do it. I just need it. (laughs) Just kidding. Yeah, let's see here. Fahrenheit to Celsius. I'm just kidding. Don't do it. So to to make you feel probably amazing about how awesomely cold it is up there, it's 63 degrees Fahrenheit where I am. So, Oh, sweet. So here it is minus 2.2 Fahrenheit. No, thank you. (laughs) It's very cold. I'm in southern Alberta. We've been hit. After being blessed by very, very warm weather for us, anyways, you know, 10 above. So, whatever that would be for you guys for a week. You know. Got to calculate 50 Fahrenheit here for a little while. Look at that. The power nice. of the internet <laughs> takes all the snow away. It's beautiful. But no, we're back to cold and I have to shovel and drive on ice. Nice. Well, enjoy that. You can have it. I'll take my rain and misery down here. I, uh, I, I would take. A cold over rain and misery any day. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. See, I'll I'll take blistering heat uh, more times well. than not. In, in if I'm being honest. But speaking of things that are hot, super wow, hot, super hot, and I'm excited for this because we've been running this giveaway for uh, the better part of a month, and we are finally bringing it to an end with this episode. And I went to the Facebook comment picker thing. I put in the names. I put the comment, you know, the post. So it pulls the comments and all that stuff. Like super nice thing there. And then I added everybody's bonus entries in. And what it does is it just, you know, shuffles them through and picks a random one. So I know that it picked an actual comment versus a bonus entry name. Because if it picks an actual comment, it'll tell you what the comment was that was left with it. So... Without further ado, and I am so sorry, I guess some more ado, but I'm so (laughs) sorry for how bad I am about to butcher this name. I really apologize because this person has been an incredible uh, listener, an incredible suit, always comments, always shoots me messages, tells me how his games are going. I really enjoy interacting. It's really been wonderful to interact with this individual. So I'm really excited that they won. And now that I have to say their name, I'm really, I hope I don't offend them. So I'm sorry if I butcher this. It's Vuk Devjorcek. I hope I said that right. You know who you are because I sent you a message on Facebook when this show is released. 
so that you uh, you know this. And you literally just messaged me the final secret code as we started recording. So this is just perfect oh, timing. Wow. <laughs> Great for him. Yeah. Timing is is wonderful. But yeah, congratulations, Vuk. You have won the new Mutants giveaway. And I'm, I'm just excited. So I'll be with you to give you that. And Suits out there, be on the lookout for the next giveaway. And Wally, I don't know about you, but I think we might just have to do this whole grunt wave giveaway thing just to just to give it to people because I don't know if they're going to want it. We're, we're going to talk about that very soon, aren't we? Right away here. <laughs> yeah. Look, I'm, I don't know about you. I'm a buy everything person. Are you that? Um, I am not. I was at the beginning and I have tempered, um, tempered my purchasing to stuff I will actually use. For example, the set you were giving away, um, this week, I only bought the X 23 and honey badger box and boy, did I regret putting those together. (laughs) Yeah. I already broke the single claw that came on honey badger's right hand. Already broke it off. It's gone. It is in the ether now. If you have ever played Malifaux or built Malifaux models, they're like that, where it's, I swear you have to put in like the teeth and the eyeballs and put on the toenails and every <laughs> little minutia of this model. Her head, she's the smallest model in the game. Her head was in three pieces, three I, pieces. I know, dude. Like I'm sitting there and I dropped her hair three times before getting it together because it's two pieces for a hair and a face. And I, I couldn't even, I could not even with that. Hulkabuster, Hulkabuster was easier to build than she was. Yeah. Ugh. And he's a, he's a huge model. Why couldn't she be in one piece like Ms. Marvel? Like the small Ms. Marvel. I do not get that at all. Because hobbies, Wally. Because hobbies. <laughs> the hobbyist Ho- demand. Hobbies make me drink sometimes. That was a hell of a time. Yeah. Well, things that might make you drink are coming up on this episode. <laughs> But before we yes. get to that, you are a new guest on House Party mm. Protocol. And I got to say, you've been, you know, a, a really great listener as well uh, for a long time. You know, you and I have interacted uh, over the Facebook Messenger for a while. You recently became one of the awesome suit patron people, you know, and I, I, for that, I am massively thankful, massively thankful for that. I, I cannot express that enough personally. So, well, thanks for putting out a good product to listen to while I'm sitting rebuilding my house uh, well, there you under go. construction. So it was good. I got, you know, an hour at a time. I could just throw it on, paint a wall. It was great. I appreciate that. Awesome. Well, I appreciate you. And the first thing I've got to ask you is I tell everyone all the time that I have the chillest Discord server. Does this ring true? Uh, yeah, actually, I really, really enjoy it. It is very chill. It's very fun. It's enjoyable. I like it. Uh, the reading club's really unique. So check that out if you haven't checked out his server. Join his Patreon, which we will link the information for. Um, tell you all about that, I'm sure, today. But uh, the Reading Club is really good. And that's the best reason, in my opinion, to be on your uh, your uh, Discord server. Awesome. Yeah, I appreciate that. Yeah, that was something that just kind of came to me. I was like, this sounds like a great idea. And we're going to be having a big discussion on that very soon because it's coming up on the end of the month. So I'm going to try to do something real big with that. And then we'll have... A suggestion box for the next book to read. Mm-hmm. Uh, but with that, Wally, who are you? What, you know what? What? What's your deal? The people so, need to know. Uh, we I had reached out to you. We had been talking, and then 
the discussion came up about that I'd been in the industry, the comic industry, for about a decade, owned a game store. And uh, we had a discussion about talking about industry reasons of why the game exists, what comes out, what's coming up, why they release stuff. And then something came up that is totally unrelated, and that is Electra. But I am, we will talk about that in a minute, but I am now a stay-at-home dad over COVID. I closed my business, sold it off, uh, and now I just spend my days reading comics and being a father and having a good time. And listen to lots and lots of Marvel Crisis Protocol podcasts. Nice. I've fallen in love with this game. I I have a long gaming background. I played Rogue Trader 40K is where I started. Oh, old school. So, yeah. And then, you know, on and off as I uh, met girls and lost girlfriends playing and not playing. Uh, and as an adult, got back into Warhammer. And through owning a store, I got into other games. As I mentioned, Malifaux, I played War Machine. A lot of games workshop. Then I got into Guild Ball. As everyone did, apparently. Uh, yes. I th- plays MCP. I th- so I got into Guild Ball. That shut down. We were looking for another game. Um, and after a while, this came around. And we were hesitant at first. Because we'd heard it was like Guild Ball. Mm. Um, and we're like, well, is it going to be another one of those games that just goes away or... Or whatever. So, but then we tried it, and boy, oh boy, does it encapsulate everything good about Guild Ball, but also like elements of of War Machine, and there's some board gaming elements, and it has an excellent hobby side to the game, um, and like the rich background of characters, easily identifiable. It's the to me, if a game store wants to sell minis games, I think this is forefront as much as 40k. Because more people know who Spider-Man is or Captain America or Red Skull is than they know who a Space Marine is. Absolutely. So, so I, th- I think this is an opportunity for a lot of game stores to um, upsell comics and get people into other minis games like Marvel Crisis and further other minis games from there. Um, but the game, excellent, excellent game. Love it. Um, love it. Everything, almost everything they've done so far. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, so as, as the savvy suits out there can tell, we're burying the lead a little bit, and we're going to keep doing it for a little while. Yes. But, Wally, what are you? What's your current obsession in MCP right now? So right now it is Spider Foes. I started with my favorite Steve Rogers, favorite hero of all time, favorite comic book character. Started with him. Started with Avengers. Dove into Sam Spam. Because I'm greasy, and sometimes you just have to win a game. <laughs> That's the best way. Like if look, if we had a secret code today, it would be greasy because this is just perfect. <laughs> yes. So I did very well with him with that team. Um, but I've been I've been looking at Spider Foes a because like Sinister Six are cool villains. Spider Man has a great rogues gallery, and they're amazing models. The range they have: Mysterio, Green Goblin, the Lizard. They have such a cool range of models. Like they look so cool. They look so dynamic on the tabletop. So that's where I'm at right now. I am playing that in a big league that we have going on here that we travel a little bit up to uh, the grand city of Calgary for large city, but you know, over a million people. So fourth biggest city in Canada. So we travel up to that. We travel up there, play there. Um, I live in a smaller city, so the community's not huge here. And then locally, we're playing in a three-box challenge league, which I'm playing Brotherhood in. Nice, nice. But I am all about Spider-Foes right now. 
That's cool. What's what's your favorite thing to do with sinister traps? Like, do you do you like to try to put it on one that you know they're going to go grab like right in front of them, or do you like to have it like a, kind of like a secret off to the side area that you think, oh well, I'm going to deny you this area here, kind of a thing? Have you ever had secret uh, sinister traps hit you? Uh, I have. The last game I played, I did it on purpose. Um, uh-huh. So I I was playing against the Avengers. He had Hulkbuster. He put Hulkbuster right on the back objective on a D-map. So, of course, that means... Oh, and it was both scenarios were D. I can't remember what the two were, but they're both D. Hammers. And I'm like, yeah, hammers and what would the secure be? Portals the, or something like that? Yeah, spider portals probably. Yeah. So um, he had that. So he's sitting on it. So my trap does nothing. He just takes them both. So I put, I'm like, let's force it in onto one side, right? And mm-hmm. uh, just deny two points essentially from him. And then we can fight a bit because I was, I outnumbered him quite a bit. And that game, I learned what Hulkbuster can truly do because boy, oh boy, he can do everything. Shout out to Schultz out there with his chonky boy squad. <laughs> oh yeah. So he played... Hulkbuster, Steve Rogers, um, Hawkeye, and Scarlet Witch. And I got meteor punched all over that darn board. And every time I tried to hit him, I hit Steve Rogers, who just took no damage. Of course not. That's what he do. Yeah, it was a close game. Luckily, scenario in this game, what makes it great is you can fight all you want. You can get beat up all you want or don't want. And you can still win a game. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of cool because you need points. Uh I put my trap on a side objective, I said. I just went and got it, blew myself up, didn't die, got some points. It was great. Um, yeah, so generally sinister traps I will just put on their objective. And, like, just you, you just take early damage, and that's yeah. all right. Um, and if sometimes on pay to flips, you know, you try and get I, – I, I like putting on a side to force stuff because I like fighting. It's fun. It's fun to roll dice. It's fun to roll dice, but exactly. I, and I tend to play like a more aggressive version of spider foes, wider foes, as I say sometimes. So Nice. Try and put as many bodies on the field as I can. I'm currently experimenting with X-23 and Honey Badger because X-23 with the spider foes leadership is insane. Oh, yeah. Um, one of the other shows on Danger Room, he talked about X-23's damage potential and how she's up there with MODOK. Well, when you also make them re-roll the defensive dice, whoa, she can she can set off really, really fast. Oh, yes. Um, and I'm also experimenting with Winter Soldier in the list. I could see that being fun. Winter Soldier with a hammer just sitting back does a lot. Um, he also allows me to kind of play around with the list because I only play five spider foes in my list. Oh, interesting. Like okay. five affiliated characters. So, Do you play Kraven? Um, I do not. No, oh, I play Green Goblin. I play Doc Ock, of course, because you want well-laid plans. Oh, those plans I play have Lizard, to be laid well. Because Lizard is amazing. Yep. I play Mysterio, and I play Venom. Makes sense. I've had nothing but bad luck with everybody else. I don't play Kingpin because he doesn't fit the Spiderful plan, honestly. Yeah. And I'm not playing dual affiliation. Um, Craven, uh, in like ten last ten or twelve games, I've never put him on the field, so I figured he didn't work. Um, right now, locally, there's too much mystic, too much energy for carnage. Mm-hmm. Um, so there we go. There I am. And then I play currently I'm playing Ebony Maw, Hulkbuster, 
Winter Soldier X23 and Honey Badger as my other affiliation. Nice. Do you throw a gem on Ebony Maw? I do not. I like him as a five. Yeah, I like him too. I think I think New New Maw is very interesting, and I was really trying to talk myself into throwing him into a local league list I'm playing. Um, mm-hmm. But I decided to go with Loki and the Mind Gem and then Juggernaut to kind of try to see which one of those I like better in Convocation. But, you know, I'll let you know how it goes. <laughs> yeah, I, I think Ebony Maw is like an awesome first activation of the game. Double move, throw size four. Oh, yeah. just And they have no power to really do anything against them. Yeah, and if so, you want to get them to use that brace right away, go right ahead. Yeah, exactly. So I don't mind. I like him. I like him way more than I thought he would. Actually, I'm finding out with more characters as I kind of like throw him in over other characters. I'm like, this is better than I thought it would be. You know, I thought it was mm-hmm. stretching a bit because I had other characters. Mystique was in there. A few other things I've tried out. But this iteration, I like quite a bit. Nice. Well, I'm glad you're enjoying it. And I'm glad that spider Foes is working out for you. So far, so good. Nice. So Actually, I have a tournament on Sunday, so I will message you and let you know how that goes. Oh, heck yeah. I can't wait to see it, dude. I'm, I'm excited. Are you guys using Longshanks for the tournament matchup and everything? We do. So nice. the event, if anybody wants to check it out, is called Catastrophe at the Den. The um, event is being held at Ogre's Den in Calgary, Alberta, Canada. Nice. Yeah, check that out, Suits. And uh, I'd love to hear some battle reports out of this and uh, see what happens. Hopefully, they're very positive. I'm sure they will be. So, without now further ado, speaking of things that are maybe less than positive, I mean, it's positive (laughs) in that we got some new reveals. And I'll let the suits be the judge of whether or not the reveal itself is positive. And if you can tell by my reaction and maybe Wally's reaction, that there there might be a just just a pinch of salt with how this is received. However, you know me, guys. I do think that there is something there under the surface in terms of maybe not competitively, but look casually. I think it's going to be a ton of fun. So here we are. We have Electra revealed, and it is Electra Nachios. Or uh, well, electric nachos, as electric someone nachos, yeah. said, which just is, that's just too perfect. And first things first, we have got to look at this model, Wally. And how do you feel about this model? You know, the model itself, I really like. I think it's fairly dynamic. Um, it it will, like a lot of AMG models, break in your, uh, in your carry case, but... Um, that's what modular form foam is for. I think it's really cool. It looks, it will look awesome on the field. If you ever see it, the little shirkin and the rock, he's doing a little sidekick, very dynamic, very cool, neat lines on it. Yeah, I completely agree. I think this is one of those models that it really stands out when you see it on the tabletop. And it's one that I'm excited to see out there. If we ever do, you know, and, and look, I'm 100% positive that we will see Electra on the tabletop somewhere because she is, as we'll see when we get into her card, a pretty effective assassin when things go right. And I think that there might be something there around her hand ninjas and Shadowland Daredevil's hand ninjas and all that. And 
I just I think yeah, like the sigh and then the kick off the rock and everything. I mean, it's just it's such a dynamic sculpt. It'd be a shame mm-hmm. if we didn't see it on the table at some point, you know. What one hundred percent is such a beautiful model. And honestly, if you like Iron Fist and you like punching something with a lot of dice, she can do that. How we have to figure out, but she definitely can do something similar to Iron Fist. Absolutely. And speaking of things that she can do, let's start with this top stat line here. And first up, she has a stamina value of six. She moves medium. And I don't know if it's confirmed or not, but it looks to me like she's on a 35 millimeter base. So I'm going to operate under that assumption. So she moves medium. She is size two, threat value of four. She has a physical defense of three, an energy defense of three, and a mystic defense of three. So fairly vanilla for a four threat character. I mean, in in the days of some defense being four somewhere on the card on a four threat character, it is kind of interesting to see another three, three, three. Um, Some of that is answered by one of her superpowers, and I'm sure we'll discuss here in a little bit. Absolutely. So... Wally, per usual, would you like to take the attacks? So, her first attack, her not builder, is Ancient Throwing Blades. It's a mystic attack, range three, five dice, zero cost. On a wild, you can either trigger Pierce and a bleed. And as well, after this attack is resolved, if there is not an allied hand ninja's character in play, place it, the ninjas, within one of this character with an activated token. It is then part of your squad. And as you know with the ninjas, when they are placed, they may attack with their own little range two four dice attack. Her second attack is Impale. This is the one I was talking about. Now, it is eight dice with a five cost. However, it is only the second, I think, attack in the game with a one range. Yes, and it's physical. And it's physical, yes. Um, If there are... Allied hand ninjas within two of the target character, which you will get from Ancient Throwing Blades. You may add two to the attack roll, similar to Daredevil. Um, This is really powerful. The defending character does not add crits and cannot add additional dice to his defense roll as a result of a crit. So it is really strictly a better pierce. Um, After this attack is resolved, this character may advance medium, given her some extra speed for sure or a getaway nice so one of the things that's incredibly common i'd say pretty much literally every character in marvel crisis protocol has this and that is either power equal to damage dealt or gains one power on their initial attack that's listed on their attack profiles here and as you mentioned electra doesn't have that And we'll find out how she gains power below, other than just from the normal taking damage way. But let's just talk about these attacks in a vacuum, okay? Five dice, pierce, bleed, mystic is very powerful. Exactly. And with it being mystic, there is more mystic defense in the game these days, but still not to the level where I think that this will, will be something that we won't see value out of you know what i mean and then you roll in that wild pierce and all of a sudden the math on it goes pretty well yeah she is that attack is like zemo or x23 levels close to she doesn't have a reroll. however what she does have above them is a follow-up 
uh, range two, four dice physical attack, double wild bleed. If she doesn't get her bleed from the ninjas, she gets to put out. Exactly. And it is worth noting the hand ninjas again. Let's just go over them real quick because they're relevant here. They are two stamina. They move medium. They're size two. They're on a 50 millimeter base. They have one, one, two on the defenses. Four dice, range two. Like you said, double wild bleed, physical attack. They have ninja vanish, which will allow them to use an action and they can take an asset or civilian token being held by this character, the ninjas, to another allied character within range three. The allied character is holding that token and then can't hold more than allowed, and then the ninjas are KO'd. And then they have Ninja Ambush. When this character is placed on the battlefield as a result of the coordinated strike from Daredevil, or now we have finally seen Ancient Throwing Blades, special rules, it may immediately make an attack. So I know four dice attacks are kind of like, ah, ho-hum. However, the ability to do a five-dice Wild Mystic Pierce followed up with a four-dice attack even though it's physical, you know, it's not reliable, but man, like, I think that there's some sneaky damage potential there. Oh, 100%. Nobody ever complains about a rapid fire on a mystique or a sin. And this is just better than that. This exactly. is rapid. If there are no hand ninjas on the field, which they're very easy to get rid of, um, if there are none, you essentially get rapid fire. Exactly. And, I don't know about you, when I think about how grunts function, and, and Nick Fury's things work a little different, but like how these hand ninjas work, I I see one of two things happening. Wally, let me see if you feel, feel this. So, either they are literally grab-and-go objective pieces, right? Like, they go get mm -hmm. an objective, they ninja vanish, give it to somebody else, and then you just bring them back in for this coordinated strike thing, and then hope they die. Right? However, if you leave them alone this is the second option if you leave them alone as the opponent and then they're not doing much really right mm -hmm. correct yeah if you just leave them they don't really do much um they die to anything on the field absolutely anybody kills them in one shot toad right. anybody um so if you leave them they don't do that much on their own um, I think there's sneaky tricks with the ninjas, though. So using her impale. Uh, so take give her the objective. She can impale somebody and then still do another attack and bring them back. Or just give her the attack, do another attack, bring them back again. Yeah, absolutely. Or, like The one thing the grunts have are neat or extract movements, like these ninjas especially, um, since they cannot contest secure objectives. Um, and they don't pay for civilian assets. So um, they can pass stuff around, which seems really cool. I wonder if there's not tricks with like herbs, maybe. Mm -hmm. Oh, right? I, I definitely think that there is herb shenanigans that is being figured out in a dojo mm -hmm. somewhere. And the, the unfortunate thing that I've said every time we've talked about grunts, and I will say again here, is that we still just don't know all the rules yet. So not, yeah, not 100%. Um, they've hinted at them in their little painting shows in their uh, streams. They haven't given them away fully. So we know certain things will and won't affect them. For example, black order does we, they've said outright that don't play black order into them yeah. or don't play these guys into black order ra rather. Um, but have mentioned Sam and Kingpin will not affect them. So, yeah. So it's, 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 there's a lot, of minutia 
is, is probably the way to put it with, with ninjas that we don't know. But back to Electra here. So I think if you're trying some kind of like hard murder CS with a Shadowland Daredevil leadership, you know, because of the re-roll that he provides and all that stuff, mm-hmm. I think Electra has some interesting play there because I think Ancient Throwing Blades being range three, strength five, wild pierce, and then, you know, you get to place the hand ninjas within range one. And let's let's think about how ranges work here. So if you place those hand ninjas at range one of Electra, and Electra herself is already at that range three from the target character, the ninjas being on that 50 millimeter base, when they place within one of Electra, they will be within two of easily, yeah. Of the target character there. So I think that there's some interesting play you could get into with that. Yeah, they come in with an activated token, fine, whatever. But if your opponent leaves them alone and doesn't do anything to them and they're there for the next turn and Electra is able to have enough power, which will, again, I'm really burying the lead here. <laughs> I'm really doing it. And I hope it's exciting for people. I know everybody listening to this probably already knows what the card says, but I don't care because it's fun. And here we go. So anyways, if she has enough power on the next turn, I think she's really dangerous once she gets there. And it's like Iron Fist. You know, Iron Fist is going to take a while to build up to that eight power, provided he does nothing else. And the Iron Fist is a more powerful attack one for one because not only does it give you the eight dice, it's energy, you get the throw off of it, but it gives you that activated token, right? Which yeah. is just the primo, hundred awesome mega ton reason <laughs> for that, you know. So this isn't quite as good, but if you leave the ninjas there, and she's able to get five power to impale someone, that's probably a bad day for that character. A ten dice attack. How many people does that not daze? Honestly, especially with no crits. Crits just take them off the table and don't roll extra dice. How many people gets days? Most anybody like three threat for sure just is gone. Um, And if they're not, she gets to advance medium so she can just run away. Right. And I think that a lot of characters in this game would not like to see this on the table and would not like to see this bearing down on them, you know, Mm -hmm. and range one is tough and wally as a comic guy i gotta ask you her the name of this attack is called impale and probably the most iconic daredevil panel in the history of daredevil panels daredevil 181 page like 20 i think exactly exactly like that's it's iconic with bullseye holding up the sigh through the back of electra right and yep my right arm actually has that scene. Like most of my upper arm is that scene. So my <laughs> right, my tricep is Electra getting impaled by Bullseye. And then I have the rest of the panels where she crawls to Matt on my arm. This is my favorite comic book of all time. Amazing. So, so that's why I was really happy to be when this kind of came up. I knew we were going to talk about something else, but this came up. I'm like, well, my favorite comic of all time ties in with this character. One of my favorite characters of all time. This is going to be, I'm down with this. You're down. So the name of this attack being Impale, to me, is brings up that image of Bullseye doing it to her, not her doing it to other people. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I mean uh, it's, yeah, it's really interesting because... 
Bullseye does it to her and then Daredevil does it to Bullseye, but never does she do that. But I guess she's an assassin, so it kind of makes sense. It kind of makes sense. I just find that kind of like one of those funny little like comic book weird oddities that the game tries to capture and maybe kind of just a little bit messes up, but in a fun way. I don't know. And the Rage 1 represents that, right? She sneaks up behind them, arm around the neck, sigh through the back. Exactly. Super up close. Exactly. And um, we, we should keep in mind that the way we know grunts work is they go first in her activation. So they would attack before this attack on top of it if mm. you if they aren't with Daredevil. Nice. And that's another thing that we need clarification on with the grunts is if they're brought in on Daredevil's activation, does she also get to use them as part of her activation for for this attack? You know what I mean? Or Or for like... Gotcha. You know what I mean? Well, like, like I know they have an activated token after yeah. activating with Daredevil, but like, is there some kind of way, like, we don't know what the tactics cards do or something like that. And, and that's why I'm kind of like holding out a little bit of hope for Elektra here, because again, like we talked about, she's not going to build any power other than, than a very specific way. And if she doesn't get the tools necessary to do that, and if she doesn't get power any other way like she's gonna love infinity formula but who doesn't love infinity formula like a cube fragment might be good for her but outside of that her power generation is gonna be shit and she yeah it's frustrating she's a great mystery i think like she out of all the character releases she's the one that kind of like you look at her and you're like well we'll keep talking about it but you have so many questions that it's hard just to immediately discount her because there has to be more. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think that's, that's that's very fair. And speaking of more, let's talk about her superpowers now. Because we've we've talked about her attacks quite a bit. And there's only two of them. But, I, I mean, I think they're really good attacks. And I, I think that mm-hmm. her attack suite in a, in a vacuum is valuable. You know what I mean? Because I, I think that it really does play to that assassin-type nature. You know, and, and we'll we'll get into some comparisons at the end here. But uh, I think there's interesting things here. So first up, we have Assassin's Step. It is a reactive superpower, so that means it can happen when there is a trigger, and sometimes on your opponent's turn, sometimes on your turn. So we'll find out how that happens here in a second. Assassin's Step, reactive superpower. It's going to cost you two power. When this character damages an enemy character with an attack, so there's your trigger. When Electra does damage, very key. After the attack is resolved, it may use this superpower. Place this character within range one of the damaged character. This superpower can be used only once per turn. Now, this is the first time we've seen any kind of a superpower like this. Like, we've seen attacks that can place within one after the attack's resolved, but this is your choice of when to do this, and I'm super here for it. I think this is so cool. Yeah, I, I discounted this at first. I was like, well, that's like this Winter Soldier or something similar. There's a few characters of something similar. And then I thought about the ninjas. So when you attack, after the attack is resolved, you may choose the order of which resolutions are done. So you could have her move one. And then after that attack is resolved, which you're still on, you could then put the ninjas within one of her. So on some bases, you can put those ninjas really far away. Yes. And 
another fun thing is the way the ninjas work is let's assume that you've placed and then dazed a character, right, with with this mm -hmm. attack or whatever, right? And now they've dropped a token. The hand ninjas can immediately pick it up without paying power if they're if they're being summoned, you know, all of that. Pick it up without paying the power and then give it right to Electra with a ninja vanish and then she can do another attack into somebody and bring them right back. Yeah, and they attack again. Exactly. So, yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm not missing a step there, right? Because I know, and th this will cover something that happened. The last time I talked about the hand ninjas, I, I made a mistake in kind of like how they're going to come in and do all this crazy stuff. But because they don't pay power to interact with extracts, civilian or asset tokens, if you position them right, there is some jank there. Right. Yeah, not knowing the full rules, if they can carry multiple citizens or assets yet, um, let's say they can get a whole bunch. So you've dazed somebody with a different character. They've dropped two hammers or a cube or a citizen or the scrawl or the Cree core. Yeah, they can. You can do, and it's far away. You can get it without moving, without a movement action. You can get it. Right. And so, so I'm. I don't love the grunt mechanic. I don't love Electra overall, but I think I think there is a deeper layer here than what our initial hot takes are on this mm -hmm. character. Simply because you have to factor in that gruntivation. <laughs> yeah. That's a good word. I like it. Yeah. New word, gruntivation. Gruntivation. Yes, run with that. You're welcome, America. Uh so <laughs> and Canada, I guess, and, and the rest of the world. Because I know people listen everywhere. But anyways, so I really like this assassin step superpower because it allows for some incredible mobility and it functions like more or less a range three and a half place for Electra herself. Like if you're at that fringe range three, you do that damage, you place her, well, now all of a sudden she's doing things. Mm -hmm. You know, which I like. And I think that it's only five dice, but I think that her ancient throwing blades is enough of an attack to where, like, yeah, okay, I want to impale. Like, I want to do that once a game because it's cool. Twice a game if I'm going to be able to live the dream somehow. But I think ancient throwing blades has enough going for it to be interesting here. I Yeah, 100% agree. Even now just thinking of how really the ninjas can move. They're not on the field, we'll say, but you ancient throwing blades the opponent use your assassin step you bring your ninjas out if you're at your full range three with ancient throwing blades you've essentially moved those ninjas probably five thereabouts because they can attack from within two so they're two away from the enemy that you just attacked away from three mm -hmm. now, i'm not so, sure the exact range but it sounds i mean that's close if nothing else it's range four so yeah. you're turning a ninja character, a grunt character that has a range two attack into functionally a range four attack. So, and and I think that what we're going to see with Electra is, well, I'm going to save this. No, I'm mm -hmm. going to save this because I think this we, we got more to talk about here. So, next superpower is martial prowess. We have seen this before on a character who a lot of people are comparing Electra to, and that is Gamora. But it's martial prowess. It is also a reactive superpower. It's going to cost you two power. 
When this character is targeted by an attack within range 2, it may use this superpower. Instead of rolling dice equal to its defense, it rolls 5 defense dice. Then, if this character suffered no damage from the attack, after the attack is resolved, the attacker suffers 2 damage. Great superpower. I don't know about you, Wally, but for me it doesn't always work, but I use it every time. Right? It's absolutely one of my favorite. So it can be buffed by somebody like Cable, anybody who can add defensive dice to you, buffs that on top of it. Mm-hmm. I think it's great. It's a great power. Um, would work with Blind Obsession. So now you're rolling seven defense dice. Um, I I love Martial Prowess. Oh, I love After, it. Seen on Gamora or Proxima Midnight, it's incredible. Because especially on Proxima, I'm going to use her as an example, because um, she has, I guess Gamora has the same physical stats and health as Electra, but either of them just doling out two damage for free. You, you don't roll defensive dice. Yeah. So anybody with low attack dice, so in the web, somebody like Web Warriors who are hard to hit, Martial Prowess does some work. Oh, yeah, and, it, and it's a straight two damage. If you take no damage with mm-hmm. with no way to mitigate it, unless you have like a superpower or something like that, like uh, inert to pain on crossbones or, you know, reduced by one to a minimum of one kind of stuff. That's the only exactly. way to reduce this kind of damage. And guaranteed damage is the best kind mm-hmm. of damage. Mm-hmm. So I yeah, I, I, I love martial prowess. Again, it's two power. And currently we're trying to figure out how she gets that. <laughs> yeah, that's the next thing on the list. But I do want to talk a little more about Martial Prowess and Electra because I think we're building a picture of a character here on the tabletop. And we talked about Ancient Throwing Blades and and if she's at that range three and then maybe Assassin stepping over, all of this stuff. You know, we found out a bunch of ways for her to spend her power. And I think that we have a character here that wants to be close in but doesn't really have the stats to support that. Mm-hmm. I feel like, and so I find this interesting that she has martial prowess on here and it's range two and not something like a range three where we saw with like Iron Fist how he had the master martial artist. Like, I think it could have been cool to see something with Electra where she could have gotten that within range three because then it makes her a lot safer of a character overall. You know what I mean? Oh, I'm gotcha. Af- I'm afraid, based on everything we've read so far, she's going to have a massive target on her back like if when she is on the field i do think she's a threat and she has to be dealt with because if she doesn't if you ignore her and you starve her power that's one way to deal with her and i think that's a very effective way to deal with her however she's still going to be getting her damage in and if you just completely ignore her then you're going to be taking five dice mystic attacks to the face and that sounds terrible so is five defensive dice better than three re-rolling Yes, because you have to factor in the crits. So okay. five yeah. natural defensive dice is better than three with a single reroll. I think reroll any gets a little weird. Yeah, because that's what Iron Fist has, right? The three so Iron Fist defensive has dice. Three defense dice count blanks within three. Oh, okay. So that's pretty good. Yeah, and and that's all I'm saying is like. If this martial prowess was range three, it's like instead of regular martial prowess, it was mastered martial prowess. You know what I mean? Which mm-hmm. would be kind of cool and different. Like we talked oh, about. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, yeah. You know, it'd be it'd be cool and different and it'd be a way for her to be even more safe, I think, because ultimately mm-hmm. I think she's a character that's just, 
she's going to crumble when when it happens, but she's going to clap back with an impale on someone who's just then themselves going to die. So it is what it is. Uh, thematically, I think Marshall Prowse is within two because that's strike range. So you're blocking, 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 striking back. I think that's in their head if they were drawing this as a comic panel. Yeah. Comic Mass Games, that's what they're looking at. So I think that's why it's always within two. Yeah, and I think that's fair. I, I'm not. I'm not. It's not me complaining about that. It's just one of those things where it's like when I look at it from a character on the tabletop perspective, it's a little wonky. But all that to say, this is a great superpower, and it's a superpower that works perfectly on a character like this. Hundred percent. And yes, I was air miming all these psi attacks and blocks um, I, as I was you know, saying I, that. So I could hear the wind whizzing by your microphone as you were as you were blocking them in the air. Okay. Yeah. I, yeah. For sure. I'm definitely have my own martial prowess for sure exactly you're just dodging mind bullets left and right right now right (laughs) it's it's a canadian superpower so all right so the next superpower on the card is the one we've all been waiting for for the last 45 minutes (laughs) and it is an innate superpower and it is called out for blood when this character deals damage to an enemy character with an attack or superpower, mm-hmm. after the attack or superpower is resolved, this character gains one power. So we've just found her builder. It's an innate superpower. It's strange. So it is when they deal damage. It's not when they do an attack and after the attack is resolved. It's when they deal damage. Exactly. Now, at first I thought it was like, ah, you can roll bad dice. But five dice with a pierce pretty tough um and under daredevil's leadership right and which i will go ahead and remind everyone of what that is real quick and that is the shadowland daredevil leadership it's a criminal syndicate leadership and it is when an allied character attacks an enemy character holding or contesting an objective it may re-roll one of its attack dice this leadership ability can re-roll skull results so it's kind of like an inverse web warriors and i friggin love it it's amazing. It's going to be ridiculous. So as we continue to kind of parse her together, she seems to be somebody who goes after extracts in particular with the ninjas. Um, and therefore daredevil's power makes sense that would work on her similar, similar to a, almost like a nebula. She has some like Gamora and nebula, um, comparisons. I'm starting to see, I think, um, however, this power after an attack or superpower is resolved, that includes martial prowess. So martial prowess, you do damage, you get a one cost, you get a one power refund. Exactly. So it's it's banking a lot on dice. And I'm pretty sure our show motto at this point is dice are going to dice. So yes. you, you never know what you're going to get. But mm-hmm. due to the fact that you have that opportunity for a discount, if you have two power and they're within two, I mean, I'm always spending it. I'm always doing it. Mm-hmm. Right? Always. Yeah. And when you factor in things like, you know, bodyguard and these other kind of things and, you know, all of the way that these different things interact and, you know, like you said, cable buffing dice, strange buffing dice, and these other things, uh, I think that this it's like a sneaky damage situation that we've got here. And then when you're getting those refunds in, plus potential tactics cards that you can put in, which I'm assuming since she comes with Shadowland Daredevil that she is 
affiliated criminal syndicate. So, one of my favorite and most underrated card in the criminal syndicate arsenal is Cruelty, which allows you to, after you've done an attack, you can do another one for two power, just straight up range five, mystic, five dice. And now all of a sudden, you've done two or three range, you know, at at that point, range three mystic Mm -hmm. attacks, where it's five dice each, and you're getting a power on each of them, potentially. I mean, that's maybe how we're building some power, maybe? I don't know. I mean, spending two to gain one doesn't seem like much. It's two steps forward, one step back, but I don't know. There's some weird jank with her. What about Montessi? I don't know if it's a good... It's not necessarily a good crisis in itself necessarily or very popular, but maybe on that she's okay yeah. using a little beam, gaining some power. I actually think that's really interesting because I think Montessi formula is a really interesting crisis. And I think it's a good crisis for kind of this, if you're building around a murder face CS mm-hmm. and what I could see is maybe this isn't like your core 12 points per se, but what I could see is you've got daredevil Electra and Kingpin, all in your list, right? And then you bring that tactics card, Versatile Strategy. So, like, you get aggressive early, right? Mm-hmm. And then late in the game, maybe you've, you've still got a few healthy characters. They're, they're not expecting you to switch leaderships, and all of a sudden, boom, you switch leaderships, and now your characters count as two. They're still healthy on secures that they were counting on. Yeah, 100%. So then, yeah, you put Zemo and Bullseye in there, and oh, man, you got a lot of good fighters and actually, like, fairly defensive guys, too. So works for both leaderships. Yeah, that's a really good idea. I like that. Yeah, and then, like we were talking about, like, if you play that kind of slow extract game, so, like, a Montessi formula, you know, you get those beams on an Electra, and I think she gets really nasty. And Mm -hmm. let's not forget, so she's going to beam, you know, let's, let's say you line up three beams. Like that's, I mean, that's dream scenario. Like let's, let's chase that dragon, (laughs) but let's say you line up three beams, right? So after the first one, if you target, let's say the last character, the furthest character in the line, well then you can assassin step to that character. Oh yeah. I like that. And I mean, at that point, everybody's already targeted. You know what I mean? So, like, mm-hmm. as long as you've targeted the beam there, you know, it's it's that's it's happening. So, like, that is, I think there is some spice yeah. with something and, like that. And the C map, which Montes- Montessi's a C. It's so, an e. that is, like, that is a scenario for aggressive teams, which Dare- Shadowlands Daredevil will want to play. Yeah. And it's actually, it's an E-map, so it's Gamma, like Gamma, oh, straight e, down sorry, Main Street. Oh, sorry, the other way, yes. No, you're good. It's straight down Main Street. So, like, if you pair those, or if you get a scenario where you're able to pair that together, or Demons Downtown, mm. you know, mm-hmm. something like that. And th- this is another, like, thing where when I look at what Shadowlands Daredevil bringing with his minions, you know, you get Electra, and then these other CS tools that we have... I find that, like, maybe we might see a shift back to where it's like, okay, let's play lower points and let me get just my super assassin models to just try to take out two characters a turn kind of a thing. Like, maybe. Again, dice are stupid, but, <laughs> you know. And, and I'm, I'm also, her final superpower is stealth, so they're not going to shoot her before she gets there. No. Stealth is interesting for a character that wants to be with one or two at all times. 
Exactly. I think it's the old, it's the Gomorra thing where it's Gamora. like they learned from how Gomorra was originally and how look, Gomorrah's a badass, but she had to get there and she was normally nuked off the table before she could get there. Mm-hmm. And now that she has stealth, it's like, okay, well, Gamora's going to get there and you just got to hope that she doesn't kill you, <laughs> which she probably will. But I, I think that, that that is all interesting with Electra. And the only thing that changes on her injured side before we kind of get more deep into some of this is that she goes down to five stamina. So she's got a pretty small health pool. She is, so I looked at it when it came out. I looked at the card, and I put her beside Viper. And she Oof. has the exact same stats as Viper, except she's one more threat. Yeah. Well, she and also does, slower. does a lot more than Viper, too. <laughs> yeah. The power gain's a bit weird, but I think we're starting to realize some of the ways to get around that. Maybe. Like, I'm still, I still question the power gain. I think that's the community's biggest question is how does she actually gain power other than being damaged when she has a suite of abilities where she kind of tries to avoid damage yeah i I agree with you 100 percent. i think that her power generation is a problem you you can't Mm -hmm. look at this card and not uh, think like some of the gifts that we have from the discord server today in the show questions it's very eyebrow raising (laughs) yeah very frustrating when you look at her power generation just simply because her superpowers don't cost a lot in terms of like you're going to also factor in start with one a turn so you're getting your one and then you kind of think like medium move gets you within range three of someone on a middle objective potentially so then you can maybe get another power right away turn two, and then you start turn three with a power. If you've got priority, you're feeling okay about it. But, mm-hmm. like, I think that everyone's initial reaction, like the first, like, boom thing, is I want to do Impale. But I think that we've got to maybe think about this for a little bit and, and think in terms of maybe we're not meant to do Impale all the time. Mm-hmm. And maybe there's value in this character outside of just that. But that being a really potent thing is where you're going to be able to maybe have your opponent focus on her a little bit more in certain instances and allow you to sneak some points somewhere or or sneak up on somebody in a different way. Yes. She is deceptively fast. Like, I haven't put her on the field. I haven't measured this or anything, but her placing within one, um, like, out of with Assassin's Step from range three, that's really far. The ninjas do a lot for her. Um, her impale movement does a lot. Um, when she can't be targeted, takes a step, and then suddenly is one past you, That's that seems like a lot. Yeah. Yeah, and... Especially when you think about the points perspective of it all, you know, if if you're targeting someone that's already activated with this attack and you're able to secure a daze maybe or you're playing Criminal Syndicate and she counts as two all of a sudden, mm-hmm. I mean, if if you work this out right, there's a scenario where you hold her back for a last activation on a gamma and your opponent had left a rocket on the back gamma thing and you move her up to the middle, attack Rocket, 
and place within one, and now you're securing that bat gamma and you're scoring three points. And if he had uh, extract on him, which sometimes he will, boom, you get that too for free off the assassins, 100%. Exactly. So I think that there's interesting things here. And then when we talk about the hand ninjas, we got to also think about like, all right, if they come into the game as Daredevil is the parent character. And and that's another thing, like, I, I need to know if we designate Daredevil as the parent character initially, do they get to another activation when Elektra goes or something? Like, you know, or, or kind of how is that going to work? Like, when they, if they start on the board, we don't even know if they start on the board. You know what I mean? Like, so... So, AMG has confirmed they don't start on the board at all, ever. They what? They are triggered onto the board. So in this case, they're triggered by the two attacks. Okay. Well, I mean, yeah. So this is crazy. And it's uh, confusing, which is funny because, like, ironically, the relationship between Elektra and Daredevil um, was very confusing and (laughs) convoluted. To say the least. It reflects very well in this box set. Right. And so... Like I don't, and there's there's tactics cards also that we have to factor in here that we don't know what they do, and I think that that this with what the pattern AMG has been doing lately is that they've been making cards be more specific and more you know character specific, more ex- explicit use case, mm-hmm. and. Maybe some of the cards in this box are going to do that for Electra, and I think that the relationship between her Daredevil and these ninjas is going to be critical for getting the most out of these characters on the tabletop. And if you read the card names, they sound like something that should help their attacks, and in her case, get power, vendetta, bounty hunters, cruel tutelage, no mercy. They seem like things that should help her or them. Um, the two of them attack more, get more power, yeah, which she which she needs, frankly. And then there's also Shirk and Arashi, which I, I assume that's just an attack of some sort. It sounds like it for sure. Which, however, if it was a beam attack, mm. similar, you know, like if it was her, their version of illicit tech. Ooh, I'm here for it. That might be that might be kind of neat. Does she just like beam her size into people? <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah, just throws a whole bunch of shirking at him. Yeah, there you go. She is a ninja after all. She is a ninja. So with this now, Wally, let's think about some places affiliation-wise that you could see Electra sliding in. So we've already talked about CS, I think, a good bit. Mm-hmm. But uh, where else do you think she might fit? Give me one or two. So there are a couple off the top of my head that... This is being positive that she'd fit there, not saying she would perfectly. Um, just trying to shine the bright light on Electra. And I think it is A Force and Brotherhood. For sure. Those are my two. Some people like people will say Cabal. Um, and I get that, but the two I would say are A Force and Brotherhood. Yeah. And I can see that, you know, you you have access to bodyguards in a force that are really interesting for her. And then you have the power generation from the leaderships, which I really like. And I will say, I am one of those people that would say cabal because Mm -hmm. the simple answer is she gets power when she does damage two times instead of once. And I think that that has a lot of use case. And then I think that 
something like a cosmic invigoration onto her could be devastating for your opponent. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. I, I can see her in that. So it, it's kind of curious with, so if you have her in cabal with hand ninjas, the hand ninjas don't generate power when they get at all. Mm-hmm. So do they, how does that work under Red Skull's leadership? Interesting. Eh? Yeah. I would assume it's just something like a, you know, if the grunts Nothing. can't generate power, then no one generates power. But if it's yeah. somehow that she's the parent character and Electra gets to generate the power off of that, I am here for it. Yeah. Then, then that's really good. And we haven't seen the full um, affiliation for her yet. We're assuming she is only criminal syndicate. Right. And she very well could be cabal. Yeah. You know, she's one of those interesting characters that I could almost see her being, this would be horrible if it were to happen, but I could almost see her being like that unaffiliated Punisher character mm -hmm. because she's kind of not really allied with anyone other than just like an individual in Daredevil. Yeah. hundred percent. I could see her being, um, like Winter Soldier and Taskmaster where she can just be on any team counting as. Well, that affiliation potentially she would have to have the rogue agent superpower for that to work. Mm -hmm. Oh, and she does not have in our cards. You are 100 percent correct. Yeah, Yeah. I I could see her maybe like if they want to go with like a generic street level heroes kind of thing, because she's oscillated between villain and hero. Mm -hmm. I could see her being in Defenders. Yep. But I don't Um, know. She's been around with S.H.I.E.L.D. at one point. Yeah. Of course, we didn't see that in the picture. She's been with Hydra, which could put her into Cabal. She was in A-Force in the comics, you know, at one point. Thunderbolts, which would be really interesting if we ever see uh, them. Please, AMG, please. I know Nate out there is, is also thanking his lucky stars if that ever happens. Oh, there are two affiliations I want. Thunderbolts and New Mutants. And yes, I mean please. like Chris Claremont, old school New Mutants. Oh, yeah. No, I'm here for it, man. I want it. So... I think that you've nailed the two we've we've talked about the places where she fits best. There are other places like I don't think I would do this, but I do think there is a case to be made for her in Inhumans. Okay. I think there's essentially R and D as a leadership. Right. Does, you've got the R and D as a leadership and the teleport options that you can get with the lockjaw getting to add extra dice to characters with mm-hmm. Lockjaw, I find that interesting. I also, again, it's it's not like top priority put her there, but X-Force I think okay. is interesting. You get the reroll once per turn on an attack. So, you know, if you're if the idea is you have to do damage and you have to gain that power. And I find X-Force to be kind of the most interesting option because given the ninjas a reroll I find interesting as well. Yeah, that's that's interesting. So would they get the reroll under Daredevil as well? Hmm, interesting. Yeah, I keep forgetting that the ninjas count as characters where they'd get all these leadership abilities as well. Right. So, like, uh, if if you talk about these characters, it's the, whenever we have a conversation about Elektra, about Daredevil, Shadowland Daredevil, SLDD, as I like to call him. And Nick Fury, we have to also factor in how their grunts are going to benefit as well. And I think mm-hmm. Elektra, in a thing like X-Force, more so than what Daredevil is, would be really interesting. And again, like she's for threat. And that's a lot to account for a lot of the time. And so I feel like that 
you you have to kind of think about that and, and it's not so easy to say, well, I want to put her in X Force, get that leadership. Well, you've got a five threat leader and then you've got a five threat combo in X twenty three and Honey Badger that you're probably gonna have in there. Then you've got Domino that you're probably gonna have in there, and now you want to throw another four threat in that's unaffiliated. It, that can get wonky. It can. Um, so the last affiliation, maybe not the last, but the last affiliation I'm thinking of that could definitely help her get power and be on turn one is Dark Dimension. Oh, yeah. Because then her Assassin Step and Martial Prowess are on turn one. Um, it adds a second body to a grab extracts in the Hand Ninjas. Yeah. I think there might be something there potentially. I know he likes three threats. But then maybe you just don't need that card as much, right, with him. So Yeah, and I mean, look, at the end of the day, Dormammu plus Electra, that's 12 because he's mm-hmm. 8. So you've got 12 threat and you, you've got to maximize your activations, but Electra being able to get in there and murder face pretty quickly, I could see it. Mm-hmm. I could see it. I don't know how good it is, but I could see it. Do and, some kind of Dormammu murder train with X-23 and Honey Badger and there's your 17. Oh, my God. Yes. I want to see that so bad. <laughs> that would be amazing. I don't know how competitively viable, but that would be, that sounds like fun. Yeah. You know what? Sometimes you're not at a tournament and sometimes you just want to roll. Exactly. A and, lot of dice and see if you can just stab everybody to death. And sometimes that doesn't work. And, but you still have fun. Those are the kind of games where it's hard to really be salty about, you know, exactly. You're just going to go out, you're going to blow up and it's going to be awesome. Exactly. And, You know, let's think about that when we think about Electra here. Like, uh, part of you and I both are a little bit of competitive players, you know, and I'm I'm casual competitive is is kind of the way I I label myself, if you will. Yeah, hundred percent, I get that. And when I look at Electra, there is so much fun to be had here with this character. I think because, like I said, like I think that assassin step thing is so effing cool. Like to me, that is. That is something I, I want to do every time. And mm-hmm. if she starts her activation in range three of somebody and has enough power after one attack to assassin step, boom, you assassin step range three to the other side of someone. And if you're doing it to someone that's on a big base, a 65 millimeter base, that's basically a range four place. Yeah. And then you can do it to someone that's range three past that character. Again, your first activation was an attack, second activation attack have enough power, all these caveats. That sounds like so much fun. Yeah, she does look like fun. Again, we're a bit of in a vacuum, assuming she has all the power she needs. I think we also have to keep in mind that not every character is going to be the best character. Exactly. Like You just can't have that. Um, you, ha- you can't have continuous power creep. It destroys a game instantly. Um, yeah. And I think there's something there. Like we said, we have not seen all the cards, exactly what they do. The names of them sound like they should do something very interesting for her. Um, we also haven't seen the full grunt rules. Um, I think there's still something there. And somebody's going to big brain her. Somebody's going to get over being angry about <laughs> the power gen. And they'll big brain her. And we'll be like, oh, oh, yeah, she's really good. Did, I mean, we we've, not just we've harked on her a bunch. X-23, people, when she when she came out, people were like, nah, she's okay. Now people are all over her. They realize how good, how fast, how damaging she can be. Electra has 
that similar profile, I think. Yeah. Uh, I'm excited to to see what the future holds for this character because, you know, not that she's the same. Obviously, this is a, a little bit of a different example, but, you know, Black Cat for the longest time was like, eh, you know, she's fine. Mm-hmm. And now it's like, you you know, people talk about that she's broken and it's like, well, pump the brakes. <laughs> yeah. You know, if, if that's your opinion, that's fine. I'm, it's okay. I'm not going to tell you you're wrong. I'm not going to tell you that. Uh, but... Uh, you know, maybe down the line there's something that Electra unlocks a little bit for somebody. And, you know, to your point, you know, not every character released is going to light the world on fire. And again, to your point, I want to echo this because I think it's a really good sentiment. That's okay. It's okay to have a focus-built character. And this character is focus-built on murder-facing somebody. 100%. Yeah. She, she's a killer. She is a thematic piece more than a competitive piece. I think um, we as competitive players, a competitive casual, which I'd say we are. So let's look at TTS Season 7. There are 300 people in it. Um, there are probably more than 300 people that play this game. I would say there is probably 3,000 people who own the game. So 10% of the communities highly competitive. Right. So Mm -hmm. there are going to be a lot of Electra fans who just put her on the table. The leagues I'm in, there are like super ultra casual players that just play it because they like X, Y, and Z characters. They're playing unaffiliated just because they like those five characters. Perfect. Right. That is. So going back to my um, games for experience, Magic the Gathering said 92% of their players have never played in a store. Wow. Right. So when you start thinking about that, games aren't going to be that much different. Minis games aren't, oh, 75% of the people play. No, 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 no. Uh, we go to the, you go to a local game store and you know stock's gone and nobody you play with bought it. Mm-hmm. That's very, very common. Keep in mind that somebody's playing Electra at home and they're playing Electra Daredevil and Bullseye like I'm going to because they love that comic book. Yeah, exactly. And, and that's the kind of thing like I, I don't that's that's why we maybe started this episode with like that sprinkle of salt, but as we've gone through it, I'm sitting here and I'm thinking to myself, I, I think there's a method to the madness here with Electra. You know? hundred percent. She is not I'll fully admit at the beginning I'm like, well, she's terrible, she's worse than Viper. Then you start looking at her, she's better than four point Daredevil. Yeah, she she just is. She she's not worse than Wolverine or Sabretooth. Mm-hmm. Like she's not bad. She just has. She's takes more thinking, more yeah. planning. Um. Yeah, it just takes a little bit more to play her. Exactly. I think she's got a little bit of big brain on her. And mm-hmm. speaking of big brains, let's go over to the Discord channel and answer some questions to finish out this show. Wally, what do you think? Yeah, let's because some of them are. Uh, we can't see it on air. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So the first thing I want to do is go back to a question previously that we didn't have a chance to answer on a previous show. And it's sure. Polda saying, so what affiliations do you guess will be in cut this season for TTS? So we talked a little bit about the TTS leagues ongoing. And in terms of cuts, I think you're going to see CS with a good representation, Avengers with a good representation, and Brotherhood with a solid representation. Outside of that, I hope to be Convocation representing at least one of them. 
hopefully, yeah, I'd, lo- I'd love to see it. I've been looking at that affiliation more and more, and they get more interesting every time I look at it. So season seven should have 30 people probably in the cut. So, yeah, it's it's right? a ton. So what we're going to have to look at is what is released at cut compared to now and how that changes. Um, do we see more of the X-Men get added later when people realize how good some of some of them are? Yeah. Um, do we see more X, X-Force later when people allow change? Um, I'm with you. I think you'll see some web warriors cause they're, Oh yeah. They're, they're control team and they'll all control always does well. Control is generally the best version of any game, any minis game, card game, anything. It's always control is like the best competitive version. Oh yeah. Cause you don't have to roll dice. You win by not rolling dice and that's the best way not to fail at dice rolls. Exactly. And, and I have still yet to learn that lesson, but I can't, you know, it is what it is. <laughs> Um, yeah, I think we'll see like the web warrior black order style web warriors for sure. Cause that just shores up a huge hole in their, um, game. Yeah. And then uh, of course you'll see criminal syndicate cause juggernaut's really good. You'll see Avengers cause Avengers are really good. You'll see brotherhood cause brotherhood's really good and got way more pieces now. Incredibly, incredible amount of pieces. Um, I think we'll see guardians in a cut. Yeah, I can see that too. You're right. I, I didn't think about that, but uh, yeah, I think Guardians are, are one of those that you'll you'll at least see a few there. Mm-hmm. Um, so next up, we have Shadow Marvel, and this will be a recurring theme. Anytime I mention Shadow Marvel, he posts a GIF with "Why?" because the question was we're talking about Electra, so he says "Why." <laughs> With question cat, yes, or with, whatever that whatever GIF that is is a fantastic GIF. It's wonderful. I love it. So then we've got uh, Nathan Byangle. He says, do you think Elektra will be one of those sneaky good characters down the line? I'm going to start with that. And sneaky good, maybe, but I do think she's going to have use case. But people, especially from a competitive and especially content creator perspective, I think are going to write her off early. Yeah, yeah, agreed, agreed. I I think she'll be good. Mm-hmm. Nobody talks about the two hundred good characters in a game. Yeah, they talk about the five or six or ten really good characters. Preach, right? So you're always talking about Doctor Voodoo and Black Cat and Hood and Thanos and you know and 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 Juggernaut, like the top guys, the guys right. everybody knows are good. Those yeah. are the guys you talk about. Exactly. So, do you think her tactics cards can save her? Uh, I mean, I don't think she needs particular saving, but yes, I think her tactics cards are going to help her. And then, what do you think those tactics cards will look like? I think they will look like about the size of a standard card <laughs> in a rectangular format with some art and some words on it. Yes. <laughs> so, I think, really quick, Shuriken Arashi is going to be some kind of attack with like long range attack seems reasonable. Vendetta will be like pick a character, get extra dice. Bounty hunters will be if they're daredevil and Electra within X amount of each other, X happens. Cruel tutelage will probably be they a reroll or an extra attack and no mercy. My guess is something similar to execute. I could see that. See, I, I take no mercy as more of a, the reroll aspect of things. Like I could see, okay. I could see no mercy being like a cruelty style attack mm-hmm. thing. Maybe. Um, but either way, like, I think they're going to be really cool. I like what you've come up with there. That sounds like a lot of fun. There you go. And cruel tutelage will have something to do with stick. 
Yeah, that'd be awesome. So then we have Shadow Marvel, and <laughs> his he's got another question, and it's Kevin Hart going, what the, f-? you know. Yeah. So there you go. Well, what do we say? Exactly. What do we say? I don't know. I mean, we we tried. Like, listen to the podcast. Yeah, come on, man. Be Re- open. Re-listen to it, and then um, come to your own conclusion, I guess. Exactly. So next up, we've got Schultz. He says, Electra and SLDD interact the same way with the ninjas in the same way. <laughs> Summon on an attack trigger and bonuses to their builder, but in this case with Electra, it's bonuses to the spender attack if the ninjas are nearby. What sets the two of them apart, SLDD and Electra, aside from the leadership on SLDD? And I think it's a bit of a playstyle thing. Like I think SLDD's a bit tanky mm-hmm. and I think that he's a character that is like aggressive get in the thick of it and and like use the ninjas to pass off extracts to other people whereas I think Electra is one of those characters that's like get in do the damage get out get an extract on your way mm-hmm. kind of thing Which, and I, I think that she's going to have some mobility things that Daredevil isn't going to use as often which, which I, I I like what you said there. It actually reflects the comics, the Shadowland story bit where when he's possessed by the beast, he's just standing in the middle of the room fighting everybody. And she's running around flipping, being a ninja. So exactly. it actually works really good. Yeah, and, and so that's where I think like they're, they're on the tabletop they're going to do. It says, would you bother to run both in a list since you can only take, uh, take have one ninjas at a time? So English language aside, yes, because, well... Yes, now, because we don't know everything about the ninjas. If I can start the ninjas as, like, tied to SLDD, but then on Electra's turn, like, they, they go, they ninja vanish, give an objective to somebody, and then on Electra's turn, they're able to come back, get an attack, ninja vanish, and go away again, and and I can bounce between that back and forth, or they they wouldn't... That's where I messed up before. They would not be able to come in and immediately ninja vanish because they will have an activated token, so they won't have an action. However... The ability for them to to grab extracts and to do stuff when they come in, the attack, that kind of thing, because they they again, they can at least grab an extract that's on the ground, and then your opponent has to use an attack into them to get it off of them before they activate a ninja vanish. So, so the way I look at it is, if you're running, why not run both and get two free attacks around? Exactly. And that's like just four it. dice. Fine. I'll go. You give me four dice to roll against you every round. That's great. Or twice around. Yeah. And, and that is actually where I messed up last time was talking about how they'd come in and then immediately ninja vanish. It won't work like that. I messed that up. So apologize for, for that. I said it in this episode too earlier, but Hey, we figured it out now. Second question. What was your least favorite candy <laughs> to receive on Halloween as a child? Wally, you go first. Oh man. The least favorite was they came and they're twirled on the end they're like black and orange chewy but not really chewy they probably these are probably candies from last halloween (laughs) and they're supposed to be chewy you know and they'd be in like the rat the wax paper those are the worst yeah not your not your thing okay so for me it was the like uh the peanut things not like the the circus peanuts the big fluffy orange ones. Did you guys have those? 
big fluffy orange peanuts? Yeah, or like they weren't like peanuts. They were a candy. They weren't actual peanuts, but they were oh. like somebody out there is hearing this and is like, I know what he's talking about. Those were horrible. No or someone is saying those are amazing. More power to you. Not my bag. Essentially, any candy that was orange and black was terrible. Not your thing? No. So, Ryland says, question one, why does the internet poop on something before it's even officially released? I mean, look, hot takes and rapid reactions are the internet way, my friend. Yeah, like, dude, are you just on the internet now or what? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> uh, question two, who was your favorite Backstreet Boy? And... You know, that's the thing, like, I didn't really have a favorite Backstreet Boy at the time. I was, I, I did have a favorite NSYNC guy, and it was Justin. Say what you will, I know, don't judge me. So, it's really funny, when I looked at him, I'm like, oh yeah, Justin, for sure. I'm like, oh wait, he wasn't a Backstreet Boy. Exactly. Who was in the Backstreet Boys? And I went and looked, I'm like, I don't know any of these guys. Yeah, I know what they all look like. I yeah. I, I know what they all look like, and and look, I, I can sing you some lyrics right now. Not going to do it. But I can sing you some lyrics to Backstreet Boys songs because I, you know, everybody loved Backstreet Boys when I was a kid. So, but I don't know their names. You know what I mean? Like, I like it says, this is what it is. And none of them have had the career that Justin Timberlake's had. So there yeah. you go. So our answer is Justin Timberlake. That's their favorite Backstreet Boy. Obviously. <laughs> <laughs> so then we've got Shadow Marvel. He goes, Oh yeah, I totally forgot. And then we've got some gifts of wait for it, wait for it, and then eye rolling. Yeah. So yeah. Then Ryland says one more question. If you were in a cage fight with any other MCP podcaster, who do you think you could take in that fight? That's uh, that's a bold question. And because we're friends, I'm going to say it would definitely be Merzane. Okay. I could totally take Merzane. Um I was in martial arts since I was like 13 and wrestled and did grappling and stuff, so I'll challenge any podcaster. Ooh, so Sean or Sandbox and in the Discord there is also into grappling, so you two should definitely fight. And he's been on the podcast, so there you go. Okay. We're I just texted him, a... he said challenge accepted. Okay, good. <laughs> oh, it's on. It's on. Canada? Yeah, he's going to go fly up to Canada tomorrow. Just you wait. <laughs> we'll fight in the snow. So then John Harris says, now that we've seen all the cards for the upcoming releases, who do you think is the next reveal? Man, I have no idea. Like, so it's not going to be a grunt character because that would be everybody's assumption. Yeah, I agree with that. I think that, that that's one of these things that they're not going to pull out very often. Yeah. So there are some missing holes in in the game still, and they're kind of like in the later releases. Um. Man, it's tough because like every affiliation is starting to fill up too. Hear, hear me out. This is going to be weird. Yeah. What haven't we seen in a while? Think about this. Because I've got one in mind. And well, the small affiliations like Asgard, Inhumans. Oh, I know what it. I have an okay. I have an answer actually. What's right. yours first? So for me, what we haven't seen in a while is somebody added to Asgard. Like, everybody thinks about Angela and Enchantress being mm -hmm. recent additions, but if you look at kind of the release window, they were kind of right at the beginning of the pandemic, sure. and, and yeah. they got super delayed. So they've actually been out for a lot longer than I think people realize. Mm -hmm. And we haven't seen much Asgard in a while. 
So I could see some Asgard popping up. Okay. Who who would it be? Shoot, I don't know. I mean, you could have some Frost Giants thrown in there. I mean... The, the Warriors 3, maybe? The Warriors 3, yeah. Let's get some Sif. Uh, what was the dude that had, like, he was missing a hand back in the day, and he had, like, the snake helmet thing? Yeah, there's so There's Heimdall. Heimdall. There yeah. I mean, um, shoot. You could do Lady... Like, you could do Jane Foster Jane Thor. Foster Thor, exactly. Yeah, there's... there's Jane Foster Thor and Sif would be a really good release. Or Sif with the Warriors 3 as grunts. That'd so be like, cool. but powerful grunts. Yeah, yeah, that'd be cool. So, um, what's yours? My guess is Karnak and Gorgon for the Inhumans. Hell yeah, I'm here for it. Because Karnak is a super cool character, and I think he could be really fun on the table. And Gorgon just as like ha- have it be the first like AOE builder. He just stomps on things. Yeah, that'd be awesome. So, next up, Ryland he. Responding to John Harris says Spider Ham and uh, that'd be awesome. Oh my God. And then somebody and then John says, Yeah, but he needs a massive mallet. And he also says, How about a box with oh, Throg? Man. That'd be fun. <laughs> that'd be so amazing. They'll never ever do it. But, they would never. Oh my God. BF Trick says, Question Would you add Electra to the MCU under the condition it has to be played by Jennifer Garner, or would you leave her out altogether? No, Elodie Young's awesome as Electra. I think you just he, keep using her. I agree there in terms of the show. I think he's saying if the only option is to add her as Jennifer Garner or leave her out, what do you do? In that instance, I'm leaving her out. Yeah. So last night when I was looking at the card, I was like thinking of jokes for today because, you know, preparation on all. I'm like, well, at least it's not as bad as the Electra movie. <laughs> <laughs> Exactly. And it definitely is not as bad as the Electra movie. It's so. definitely not. Exactly. Yep. So, and that was the last question. There we go. All the questions. All the questions. So, yeah, uh, Wally, we're going to have to put a bow on this episode, but uh, long story short, from a great episode, you know, shout out to Vuk for winning our giveaway again. You know, I will be in touch. Don't you worry. You'll have a message in your inbox by the time this episode comes out. So, we'll figure that out. And then, also, I uh, want to give a shout out to the patrons that support the show, uh, like you, Wally, like everyone else out there. We've had a, a few new signups lately as well. And like, you know, at, I, I say this all the time and it is impossible for me to put into words like the gratitude I feel for that. And, and it's just, you know, it, it just means the world to me. And I hope that I continue to provide value for everyone that supports me. That is my goal to make it worth your time to provide you with some entertainment and then for the patrons to just, you know, just provide all of that and even more with the Discord server and all of that. And if you're listening out there and you enjoy what we do here and you want to support us, you can check out the uh, Patreon. It's patreon.com slash housepartyprotocol. It's a dollar a month, 12 bucks a year. Support the show that way. Help with the giveaways, that kind of stuff. And uh, again, my undying gratitude uh, is just, I can't even. And then uh, I also have to say, if you want to send us messages, you can send us messages on our Facebook page, even though we don't have a giveaway and I'm not giving, uh, you know, secret code words anymore currently, I still love chatting with y'all. You know, hit me up. If any of y'all ever have a question about list building, just want to talk about games, want to talk about life, whatever, you know, 
just hit me up. I'm here for it. And then uh, we can also email us at housepartyprotocolpod at gmail.com and uh, be on the lookout for some more fun stuff from House Party Protocol in the not-too-far-off future. We do have merch coming up. We're getting our designs finalized right now. I can't wait. Did you see the pictures, the the mock-ups, Wally? No, I have. Which... Where would they have been? You're Just in to, the general? In the Discord general, I think you're going to okay. have to scroll up a little bit, and there's some good stuff in there. For people not on the Discord and not on Patreon, definitely do it. For $1 a month, man, it's an active community. There's like more people join all the time. I think there you have, well, I'm on it right now, let's see, 67 people mm-hmm. in the Discord. It's an active, active Discord. I'm scrolling up, and I cannot find these pictures. They must yeah. be way up. They're, they're, they're pretty good, but the, the, but they're fun. It's a fun thing, and and it's it's all just a good time. And uh, Wally, uh, are you out there on the interwebs where people can find you? Um, yeah, you can find me on most of the MCP discords. Uh, just look for Wally, W-A-L-L-I-E, at Wally Kapow, K-A-P-O-W, on Twitter, and I'm going to self-plug. If you are a fan of craft beer, check me out on YouTube at Fermented Nerds, where I review craft beer. Oh, I'm going to be doing that tonight. Nice. So, yeah, that's awesome. I'm excited to check that out. And uh, the last thing is, uh, I will. by the time you're hearing this, I will have already had my TTS match for this week. But uh, if you want to go back and watch that, you can check out my Twitch channel, twitch.tv slash Darth Balls with a Z05. Because, yeah, Teenage Will was a special person. And not much has changed, really, I guess. But anyways, with that, party on, Wally. Party on. And power down suits. Suits.